Testing one, two, check one, two. This is your captain speaking. We are currently flying at 73,000 feet. We will make it to your destination, wherever that is, in about 20 minutes. I'm just that good. I didn't know what's a, what was a good range or not. Check one, two. This is your captain speaking. I was wrong about the height earlier. Altitude, that's what us pilots say. It's more like 34, right? Yeah, that sounds like a good number. I My favorite cereal as a kid was probably honeycomb or corn pops. Welcome, neighbors, to another episode of the Praise and Broship Podcast, where two best friends and deconstructed Christians deconstruct praise and worship songs as well as other forms of Christian and secular media. Mm, as former brother. students of theology and former praise and worship musicians, we will do our best to bring you unique, insightful, and hopefully lighthearted conversations to you each week. My name is Luke, and I'm joined by my best friend, CJ. Yo. CJ, how's your walk? It's been a roller coaster. Uh, obviously you're in the know on a lot of things and it's just a lot of things shifting around in life right now and nothing, you know, I always say like nothing bad or, you know, whatever, but it's, it's, it's all a lot of personal stuff. Like, look, my, my son is healthy. My wife is good. You like all of that is good, which is really what matters. Like I'm whole, we're all good. It's just a lot of other things. And so um, things that I'm sure will come up organically more than just me like spilling my guts at the beginning of a podcast that's hopefully lighthearted. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, otherwise, man, after, you know, our kind of text exchange over that couple of days, uh, things have been really good. I'm going to be playing a show this coming up weekend on Saturday. Uh, I'm going to have... Uh, I'm opening up for like a kind of, uh, they kind of sound emo-ish. I don't want to box them in all that much, but they're kind of local-ish. They're about a, from a city about an hour and a half away. And then there's an actual local band. They're a metal band. That's the headliner. So it's going to be interesting to have that acoustic artist at the beginning. I'm going to play a lot of stuff that I don't normally play when I'm only given like 30 or 45 minutes to play. So I'm playing like Deftones, Blind Melon, Father John Misty, uh, Filter, uh, you know, some other songs in there as well. Uh, cake. I'm playing a Cake song. So there, there's going to be a lot of uh, fun stuff. It's going to be a good night. And that's really pretty much all I have going on. Um, Oliver was... Uh, finally, we, we finally got a call back. Our son, Oliver, he is going to be going to a therapy, uh, speech occupational therapy, and uh, some other types of therapy. He is autistic, and so he's two and a half, for those of you who may not know. And I, I haven't said that on the podcast, or maybe I mentioned it in passing, him being autistic. But so we're, we're very uh, excited about having those resources available to him and some of those doors that can open up, just uh, allowing him to be him because he's just this bright and beautiful and it's smart kid that, you know, we just want to make sure that he's given every opportunity to thrive and to be just completely and uniquely 
who he is. So we're excited about that. I think we're supposed to be going for like an initial assessment uh, in at the end of this month, July 25th or something like that. And they're going to be getting him in August and he'll actually be going to this therapy for six hours a day. I mean, it's very intensive. Wow. And uh, so we'll kind of forego daycare at that point, which is a shame because we love our, our new daycare. And uh, the girls were kind of sad to hear that we were taking him away from them so quickly, but uh, it, it's just good. It's going to be great for him. And uh, we're just excited about kind of allowing him to, to thrive and, and be himself. And, uh, you know, we just want to give him all the resources we can possibly give him. So everything else is, is fine right now, man. What about you? Uh, well, I know everybody's been uh, really worried about it, but the the code violations are cleared. We don't have to go to court. No <laughs> fines, no nothing. So everybody can finally rest easy. Uh, nope, that's... Uh, but yeah, got that letter in the mail today, but I think we already knew that ahead of time. But officially, yeah, taken care of. <laughs> um, and it was really weird because the letter we got was like using here to fourth and in that kind of language. And I was yeah, just yeah. like, this sounds so freaking official. And it, it just, I don't know. It was really weird. Uh, we're about to start doing some work on the interior of the house. Again, it's been a while since we've had our last big house renovation. Um, we're going to start small with our hallway and, uh, yeah. And other than that, the, it's been really weird. The last, I guess, yeah, it was the Saturday before 4th of July uh, Brittany and I started watching like '90s WWE wrestling stuff, <laughs> oh, man. and we've done it pretty consistently since then. Uh, I I saw this thing about the Undertaker and Mankind watch their Hell in a Cell match, and I was like, I bet Brittany would find this interesting. So I waited for her to get in there before I started it. And then she was hooked like <laughs> instantly. And then we immediately watched a Royal Rumble from 1992. Whoa. <laughs> and then I don't another even know from... if I was watching wrestling that early. No, we weren't yeah. either. Wow. Uh, and then we watched the next day we watched one from 2000 and then from 1995. Like, and then we just, <laughs> wow. Brittany, Brittany is a wrestling fan at heart. Uh, and she didn't even know it. She was didn't know who any of these people were, but getting super excited watching <laughs> her person by person come out for the Royal Rumble. It was really fun to watch her as much as it was to watch the event. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that's an update for me that I didn't expect to be saying this week. <laughs> oh. But uh, but no, it's been really fun, and it's uh, you know obviously. People are gonna say, "Oh, it's it's fake." Yeah, this part the story's fake, but I mean, they're real. They're real athletes. They're really impressive to watch, and it, and it's just fun to see them throw themselves around. I my my ex. I don't want to say her name, but you know who I'm talking about. My ex actually worked out at the same gym at the same time as The Rock back in you know when they were in high school, and she was like, he was massive like unreal how massive and the weight that he was lifting and stuff was just insane so yeah they're definitely athletes so the you know the acting and stuff is is kind of what it is but i mean 
I don't hate it, man. I still have uh, some friends that that watch wrestling every time it comes on currently. And see, I, I don't watch it weekly, but why, like the Peacock, not a sponsor, has the WWE channel on there, and everything is on there. All of all of the past pay per views, everything. Yeah, I think I did know that. Yeah. Um. So that's that's what we've been doing. It's been uh, it's been fun. It's been weird. I didn't think that I would be doing this <laughs> again. I stopped <laughs> watching wrestling like in like 2002, I think. Um, but I don't know. That's it. That's it for me. That's the, do you think there's someone, there's people out there who, uh, bought the pay-per-view for like the Royal rumble in 1996 and they're upset now because it's for free on Peacock? <laughs> no. Cause they probably want to watch it again. <laughs> Now the ones who bought it they last year, probably have a VHS of it because yeah. I recorded that stuff whenever we paid for the pay per view. <laughs> yeah, like the the one that that came out last year, people might be upset about that they paid for, but I don't know. True. All right. Neighbors, it is Luke's week to bring a Christian song. Luke, what? With your little side smirk. Oh, God. You're, what did you bring? You, you would never guess. I, I, you no, wouldn't. you're right. I would never guess. Okay, so... I'm so scared. I wanted to continue with your theme of the bad, the bad boys in Christian music or whatever your thing was mm-hmm. last week. So... Uh, we are going to listen to Bad Words by Disciple. Wait. I think I know this song. Really? Yeah, maybe. It came out this it came out this year. Okay, well then I don't. I, I know the band, but I don't I mean I probably don't know this actual song. Okay. All right. Well, we're gonna listen to Bad Words by Disciple. And y'all can do the same. Always we have the links to the songs in the show notes so you can click those links and uh, give the song a listen meet us back here in just a few welcome back neighbors we just listened to bad words by disciple cj what are your thoughts i i liked it uh really and until the chorus i i didn't like the i'm not a big fan of like classic metal sounds and it kind of went into the more, and it's not even that it was like melodic, like that's fine. It just, the to me, the chorus, the, the melody and the tempo change, it didn't, it didn't make sense in this song. It, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't flow. Kind of like fits I'm with more. the, with the message of the song, if you think about it. What? It kind of fits with the message of the song, you know, the Christians <laughs> are not, they don't fit in with this world. Yeah. 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 We're, we're trying to silence them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This, this, this song is so aggressively defensive. Like it's, it's, it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess to their credit, it, it fits with metal music with that kind of edge that metal music has. Uh, it'd be, it'd be weird to kind of have, some some of the striper elements where it's weird because it's metal, but it, it doesn't. It's not as raw as it could be. I mean, at least this song is like, "Yo, I'm not gonna back down. I'm not gonna apologize." Like, 
it fits with what you typically think you're going to hear when you listen to a, a metal song. You know what I mean? Uh, so to their credit, I yeah. like I like it in that respect. That I just it's con- the- <laughs> you know consistent. The whole time I was just thinking like chill dude like no one is coming after you no one's even thinking about you like what sure we are sure what we is are. your what is your problem like you have a complex like what calm the fuck down but then it's like i i got to thinking again when we've talked about this before it's like christians do think they're under attack all the time and i and so i wanted to talk about that again but from a different perspective than i think we did last time okay um so I will, we'll get the heavy stuff out of the way and then we'll go back to making fun of the lyrics. Um, so why do Christians think they're being persecuted? Well, because the Bible said they should be persecuted if they're doing what Jesus said to do. Um, right. For, and they're forgetting that they were talking about, the Bible was talking about the Roman Empire who were literally hunting and killing Christians because it was threatening their the, the, the Roman Empire. Um, so... When these, quote, Christians today live their normal, safe, American, capitalistic, usually gun-toting, but spiritually sedentary lives, they're on the lookout for persecution everywhere. They're not actually doing anything that the Bible said, like helping the homeless or getting the money out of politics or, you know, taking the power away from a tyrannical government or freeing people in other countries. You know, they're not actually doing the things that Jesus would do that would actually get them persecuted by the powers that they cling on to. They say they hate the government, but they really kind of cling on to it pretty hard um, whenever it benefits them. So when your default position is that of defense, more often than not, you actually, I feel like you become the attacker. Because you're you're so like I said, the song is aggressively defensive. It's coming at you to say that hey, don't fuck with me. And you know the the church has a history of this. Manifest Destiny, um, the Catholic and Protestant wars that were real fucked up. Uh, <laughs> and the the Ku Klux Klan even had religious ties. You know, so like these are religious people who think that they are under attack, but actually are the ones doing the attacking. It's like we talked about last week uh, with the the White Stripes song. You can't be a pimp and a prostitute, too. You know, you can't be the oppressor and play the victim. Like, that's absurd. Um, and now right. it's and now it's still black people. It's LGBT and it's uh, and it's, you know, Mexicans. I, I, I originally in my notes wrote immigrants, but let's be honest, it's Mexicans. They're <laughs> yeah, not worried yeah. about the northern border or Europe. No one ever talks about that. They're always they only talk about the southern border. So I think we should stop saying immigrants and say what they really mean because and, and call them out for it. And, and this has been said by others, and, and I think it's off, uh, often been in, uh, in reference to the LGBT plus community. Uh, it says, I've heard that it said that um, if equality for others feels like persecution to you, then you need to rethink your position in life. I mean, mm. if other people getting things that you don't have feels like you're being attacked... I'm sorry, if other people getting things that you already have feels like you're being attacked, like, what's wrong with you? And then uh, to get a little bit into the lyrics, um, to to set up us talking about the lyrics, I did find this video on YouTube that uh, it's called Why Christian Music Sucks. 
Uh, and it is by a YouTube channel called The Pop Song Professor. I don't know if you've ever come across his stuff before. Mm, uh, uh, I don't think so. So he either is or was an English teacher. And he has this YouTube channel where he talks about song lyrics, you know, from a writing perspective. I haven't seen any other, of his other any of his other videos, just this one. But he says he claims to be Christian. And I'm not, I say claims to be. I'm not trying to question that. Like, if he says he's a Christian, he's a Christian. At least in his own definition of it. Uh, right. And in the video, he he read a lot of comments from, I'm assuming, other Christians because they're talking about Christian music and complaining about the Christian music, <laughs> which I thought was really interesting because it's almost like you don't do that, at least not in the church that I went to. Like, it's like, yeah, you could say, oh, it's not my style of music, but you don't like criticize the lyrics because it's talking about God. It's got to be good. Right. And uh, towards the end of the video, one thing that really stood out is he said that he actually said it a couple times throughout the video that the the main demographic for Christian radio is Christian moms. And with everything hmm. that Christian moms have to deal with in a day, when they get in the car with their kids, they just want to put something on that's... He's, these are the three things he said. Safe, positive, and uplifting. And then he went on to, to say, and I'm paraphrasing a bit, three things that are that are that rarely good art is... You know, good art is very often not safe and can get you into a lot of trouble. It's, it points out a lot of the negativity in life, which takes away the positive and the uplifting part, you know. So um, that's that's that was his theory about why Christian music sucks is because it's not honest. And I think this is particularly damning because, you know, a new Christian, young Christian or even, a, an, you know, an old Christian could go you know, could be going through a rough time and put on the radio and not be uplifted because it looks like everyone around him has it, has it figured out and he's the only one struggling and he's a bad Christian. Yeah. Or she, or they. So yeah, that's, and I feel that was a lot of this song, even though the music was really intense and aggressive, the lyrics were safe. I mean, nothing no no real boundaries were pushed and <laughs> i didn't really think about this one when i first listened to it but just now i wrote uh, in my notes jesus the name that i cry out like that's his claim to fame is this guy <laughs> this guy saying his name is what made him uh, a big deal no i mean about. listen yeah listen to that that refrain though where you know the music drops that dropped out or i think it comes back in on that on that particular stanza but jesus the name that i cry out that i can't live without here's the air i breathe he's he's the air i breathe he's my everything like this is a praise and worship song like the the those those lyrics aren't pushed these aren't pushing the boundary and like you said you know the 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 aspect of art not being safe it's like like what what is this you know, this song is like, was so close it, it, in a lot of ways. This song was close to being a cool, a pretty good song from, for a Christian metal group. But there's things in there that are just like, why, what? Like, I, I do like the juxtaposition, right? Of especially like he does it. They do it a few times with the. Wait, wait, wait. Um, well, I, that was the next thing I wanted to talk about too, but we forgot something. Oh, what's the oh, word? Man. I don't, I don't like this game anymore. I didn't. I wanted to do it before we started looking at the lyrics and talking about them too much. <laughs> I don't like this game anymore. There, there, 
there's some repetition oh, here. I, I will go ahead and give you a slight uh, hint or help where I'm going to say I'm not counting the very, very beginning where it says, you ready? <laughs> that's, that's your hint? Two, yeah. two words? <laughs> well, I'll take out yeah also. You ready? Yeah. I'll start with the actual <laughs> lyrical part of it. So, Thank you. That's very kind of you. Benevolent overlord. Um, yeah, there's there's a good bit of repetition. Uh, some pronouns like your and I used a lot. And yes, uh, Christians, uh, the Bible has pronouns in it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I'll guess, uh, fuck me, um, 83. Not bad. Not bad. It was 94. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say just ninety, the flat ninety. But oh, you were so close. I was. I didn't think it was See, that high. I, I go with my gut. That... I go with my gut. That's why. Yeah, I, yeah. And you, you got and you good guts. Yourself. You got good guts. Um, you want to see him? Uh, that was weird. <laughs> so Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. So yeah, I the the your peace is war. Your wrong is right. Your calm's a storm. Your dark is light. I'm just like okay, fucking college philosopher. Like you, you're tr- you're you're trying to sound deep, and you it just sounds sound like, like a an poem idiot. I wrote in seventh grade. Yeah, <laughs> it literally, it really does. It sounds like a high school or a college kid trying to be like thinking that they're being super deep, and it's just like this is dumb. Like this is not this is not good <laughs> songwriting. Like the it's uh, there's no not really. I mean, I guess there is symbolism. It's just bad. And it it's like it's preachy in a bad way, like, and it's oh, I just it's just I don't know I can't quite describe why I hate it, but it just to me it just sounds like a pretentious a hole d bag trying to like knowing how deep and philosophical they are, but they just seem like a dumb college kid. <laughs> Maybe they are kids. I don't know. No, this this band has been around since like ninety two. Yeah, I know. That's why I okay. knew them. That's why when you said disciple, I was like, oh. I know this band. Yeah, they've been around a long time, and the lead singer is the one. I think one of the only members that have been in there that's been in the band the entire time. Otherwise, every other uh, band position has shifted over the years, yeah. like to different people. Um, so yeah, this guy's all, been writing songs for now. <laughs> he's been writing songs for thirty years, uh, almost, and this is what he's got. Like, come on, <laughs> yeah. Well, and and one of the things that I think is is diff it's difficult it's difficult to swallow in today's climate for me is the aspect of it, these I, I like Christian metal I, I I listen still to this day to a lot of bands that are that considered or did consider themselves Christian and they were heavier bands, but the more that I think about it in this song, it's almost, it's, it's right at the precipice is right at the edge of being militant. And that's especially because of the type of song it is. If it was a praise and worship style song, a pop song, it would, it maybe wouldn't come off to me that way. But I think because of the climate of Christians thinking that their rights are being stripped away and, uh, the 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 end is nigh and Biden is the Antichrist or whatever the fuck they want to believe. Uh, it's all delusional, but that's what makes people m- the most dangerous 
mm-hmm. is when they think that uh, their their way of living is is in jeopardy uh, and is being threatened. And so this song is like just almost there at as being as coming off as militant. I don't think it crosses the line, but it's just like I don't know. The, the, those kinds of things don't sit well with me anymore because of the, the because of the context of the of the zeitgeist of right now. So, yeah, yeah. Like I said, this song came out this year. Yeah, that's um, what I'm. That's why I'm saying that. You know, if if this had come out 30 years ago. Uh, I'd be like, okay, w- fine, whatever, uh, Reaganomics and shit like that. Like you're, you're fine. But yeah, it, every, everybody's so just tense and, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm so politically apathetic for the most part that I, I couldn't care less or more at the same time is kind of what my political affiliation is. And this this just kind of comes off as almost being like a call to arms. It, it's not like I said. It's not quite there. I'm I'm not trying to. Uh, I mean, put it's words a couple of words mouth. added to it. It would be that for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just right there. And and to be fair, and I think probably what what doesn't take it over the edge is the fact that he's using uh, first person uh, singular pronouns here. Right, I. I am doing this. My philosophy is your profanity. Yeah. He's, if a couple of those were changed to we, we would have a problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. It would definitely be too far. And and I say too far. I just mean this in the sense of like, you're, 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 you're singing this to people who right now are stressed out because they believe something that's not true. And it's been sensationalized in the press Stop listening to the media, by the way, folks. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. I don't care what your political leanings are. Just stop listening to the fucking media and sit down for a second and take a deep breath. But And look around you and see what's actually happening around you. Right. Talk, like sit down and talk with someone face to face that you know disagrees with you and doesn't see eye to eye with you on some what you would consider big issues, whatever those hot button, hot topic issues are. Like, but yeah, it just, yeah, it just comes off as just a little bit too much for right now. This is not calming anyone down. This kind of song. It's not a song of healing. It's a song of rebellion. It's a song of uh, threat almost. And so it it just, it just comes off. It just comes off too much for me. It's too much. Yeah. The foaming at the mouth like that, that brings it right up to the line of militant, the and, and then the, I was going to try to give this the benefit of the doubt that maybe he was taught this song as a towards fundamentalist Christians, but the lines "my philosophy is your profanity" and your in, in the next verse your uh, your obscenity is my identity, again, somewhat clever but really just fake deep uh, lyrics and clearly I mean I could be way off base with this but it really seems like. Funda- like it was, this guy's a fundamentalist, but I realize that I'm judging without knowing. So like, I, I guess that makes me part of the problem too. And it's just my experience with Christianity makes me feel that way. But I, I don't, I don't know. I like, I don't see Richard Rohr talking like this, <laughs> you yeah, know, and you know, or Rob Bell. 
honestly, until you just said something, I wouldn't have viewed this from the standpoint of maybe speaking out against fundamentalism and so, or speaking out against uh, uh, Christ, other Christians. It actually, but I could see that. I, I could actually see, see it. it now that I'm thinking about it more too. I could see that. Yeah, for sure. I, it didn't cross my, especially my mind. the line. My philosophy is your profanity. Like that actually would make a lot of sense if it's yeah. more of like a. Or, you you um, can't he says you can't censor Christian. yeah you can't censor this sound i mean that's a lot of fundamentalist christians and more conservative christians w- don't like this style of music and they don't think that it's honoring god i mean it you know i that's uh, that's a interesting point that i'd never yeah really but then considered. i read other lyrics uh, other lines and i'm just like well no but that doesn't seem true then either <laughs> like i don't know the aggressive i won't <laughs> yeah. apologize the Nothing's right. going to silence my beliefs. Like, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. A that, more, that, that was um, the kicker for sure. Yeah. A, a, a more, I want to say enlightened, but that's not going to be taken um, <laughs> very well by anyone who is on the other side. But um, a more inclusive, uh, a more Christ like Christian <laughs> uh, wouldn't talk like that. I just don't, I, I don't think that that's how they would speak whenever confronting an enemy or a persecutor. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I see a lot today is this aspect. And he reiterates over and over in the song. I won't apologize. I won't apologize. It's like people aren't asking you to apologize for your beliefs. That's what I, that's what I kept thinking. Every time he said it, I was like, dude, calm down. No (laughs) one cares. The, they the, don't want you to take away the rights of, of gay people. They don't care about anything else. <laughs> right. They don't want well, you to gentrify and that's the, them. That's the oh thing, God. right? Is you can you can speak out in for what you believe in and you can be unapologetic in that in those beliefs. Totally fine. The problem comes when you think that your voice and your beliefs should be enforced and everyone should think and believe and live their life the exact same way. That's the problem. Like there's no problem with you being an outspoken Christian. We can have a conversation about that. But the second you say, but gay people can't get married because it's against my beliefs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Hang on. They have their beliefs too. And they're not bothering you. Your beliefs up until that point weren't bothering them. So what's the problem? Why can't you just keep it at, I have these morals and they are my personal beliefs and my personal uh, compass. And you have those over there and we're not hurting or harming the other person by what we believe. And let's just make sure that the government and the lawmakers are taking care of the people because that's their job, not legislating morality. That's not the government's job. Now people will come at me and say, what about murder? And the Bible says you can't murder. It's like, yeah, okay, I get it. But you know, no civilized society is going to allow murder. Okay. Rape, all that kind of stuff. Anything that you might talk, say, that I'm a, uh, a moral relativist. I'm not a moral relativist. I just happen to be someone that's not a Christian or doesn't identify as Christian. 
but I think that people should just be good to each other. Is part of that my upbringing in the church? Yeah, maybe so. But the difference is that two people who love each other, who happen to be both, you know, women uh, who want to get married or who want to so adopt hot. a child or whatever, <laughs> they they should be able to do that. Uh, you know, because they're not hurting anyone, <laughs> you know, yeah. you go out and murder someone, you're hurting someone, uh, you're going to get punished for that. And so there's that idea, there's that aspect of like, you can be staunch in your beliefs and you can shout them from any street corner or any rooftop you want, but you can't enforce those and you can't make other people believe what you believe. That's not how that's not how this works. Yeah, you, you wouldn't know? accept that from anyone else. Like you're saying that in this song, but you're you know, and I'm not saying that the people in disciple do this, but other Christians do try to enforce their belief. Yeah, it's it's so hypocritical and it's so frustrating. And if anyone who says that we're virtue signaling or social justice warriors, whatever, go fuck yourself. Like this shit pisses me off. Hypocrisy <laughs> to that level is infuriating. Yeah. Whenever. Uh, you know, I don't want to wear a mask, my body, my choice, but you got to get it. You can't have an abortion. Like, yeah, what my body, my choice was the, was like the pro choice slogan. I thought, how are you using that for (laughs) not wanting to wear a mask? Like, how are you not seeing your hypocrisy? I don't understand. (laughs) It's so, uh, it's infuriating. Yeah. Oh, Uh, uh, I was, I was, God, I can't believe I'm saying I was, raped by my by my stepbrother or my half brother uh but it's past six weeks i can't get an abortion you know like that's fucking insane like should states be able to decide that yeah maybe so i don't know you know we're not here to discuss roe v wade and and uh, whether it should be on the federal level or not (laughs) i like like i said look i'm I'm pretty apolitical about most stuff. I try to stay out of that shit, but it's like, like you said, it's just the hypocrisy and kind of the, the back and forth and using, using a slogan that's meant for something else. And it's like, yeah, don't wear a mask and be an asshole. That's fine. I mean, I'm not going to make you wear a mask or give you shit about not wearing a mask because I get it. They suck, you know, but it's like, just be a decent person. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Those are my political beliefs. Be yeah, the, excellent the pro, to each the other. Pro... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to follow that, but I really want to say what I was going to say. Yeah, the, the pro-lifers not giving a shit about the people dying from COVID. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Real, real funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. good job, guys. Um, So this is this is off topic, but this is something that I don't know when I'll ever have the opportunity to bring it up, so I might as well bring it up now. Every Saturday, I work a half day on Saturday at my job, and every Saturday on the way home, there's one corner uh, of a street that I drive through where there is an actual street preacher, a guy that sets up a a microphone and speaker, uh, and some... What's up with people having poster boards with the thinnest writing on it that you can't read past 10 feet? I I don't understand. Um But yeah, he's a street preacher and and literally the Bible says don't go and stand out on the streets and preach like to <laughs> like, like what like this is the kind of people we're dealing with is that people that can read the Bible and then do the exact opposite thinking that they're doing what the Bible says. Yeah. It's 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 picking and choosing, right? I, like there have been plenty of times on the podcast I know me specifically have 
quoted a Bible verse that for a discerning Christian, they might say, whoa, he's, he's not talking about that in historical context. And I'm like, well, you're not talking about lots of verses at all. So why can't I use something out of context when it has real world application today? Right. It's just like in, in Romans, right. The, the whole, uh, respect the government chapter in oh, yeah. Romans chapter 12. And, you know, Paul saying, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Bless them. Like what? So even if you are, even if you are being persecuted or you perceive what's happening and I'm talking specifically in America here, I know that there are countries out there who act who, where Christians are being persecuted and it's, it's terrible and it shouldn't happen. Uh, but that's just the reality that we live in. But, but guess what? That's not, that's, you're not being persecuted here. You're not, uh, you can't, you can't pray out loud, for your class in school because you don't want the Muslim to pray out loud at school either. Guess what? That's how this shit works. You know, it's like, you're not, that's not persecution. That's just common sense law that the founding fathers had the foresight, you know, to, to be like, maybe we should do something like this. I mean, they probably weren't thinking about it in school and the example that I just gave, but the point remains, right? Am I taking the Constitution out of context? Sure, absolutely. I don't give a shit. All men are created equal. Guess what? They were talking about white men who own land. That was the men that were created equal. So, you know, we can talk, talk about, about historical his- context. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about historical context all we want, but it but you can still boil it down to its its parts and you can tell me that in Romans Paul was actually I don't care it says bless those who persecute you you should consider it a blessing if you are persecuted these people who are being put to death for being Christians in other countries well that shit ain't cool but yeah. you know what what you're facing here and really speaking of context you need to put what you think is persecution in America into a greater context and see what's happening to Christians elsewhere in the world because it ain't so it's not pretty elsewhere and it does it's not all countries obviously i'm not saying america is the only free country that's how you know we got into this mess in the first place mm. but yeah it's just i i'm passionate about it but not really from a political standpoint it's more from just a social standpoint of like you know stop playing a victim you're not a victim you know you're a pimp not a prostitute <laughs> you're a pimp not a prostitute um hopefully that's not insensitive to our sex worker friends um yeah that's just a saying we we would yeah say sex work if it was you know uh well yeah we kind of got off the rails there but i feel like there was some stuff building that we both needed to get off our chests so. yeah man it's like my uh, second <laughs> therapy session this week <laughs> uh as far as the song goes it sucks i hate it um i oh. just don't think it works on a musical level i mean aside from the lyrics the lyrics are the lyrics and we've talked about those a bit but and and i mentioned this at the beginning uh when we came back but yeah i just don't the music just doesn't there's something about it that just doesn't yeah make it's sense loud and it and it, it it's repetitive and it, it just it's a lot of fast drums and heavy guitar riffs it's like not it's like it's not good music um <laughs> okay okay all you metal heads out there 
like let me know what you it's, think it's about my catchphrase come at me <laughs> well yeah you can bash luke for it but like really it, it, like tell me because i the the type of metal that i've liked uh historically has been more uh sludgy and noise core kind of oriented there's there's melodic aspects to some of the metal that i've listened to but this is just like kind of mixing a lot of different things and then when the music drops out and it's just like a piano i think it just it's like they're throwing everything at you you know it's actually funny songs are like this like okay fine that's just what they do that was a lot of the comments on the youtube video which the youtube video we haven't even talked about that that was a fucking nightmare um but the, a lot of the youtube comments said yeah i love that they're put they're 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 pulling uh styles from all their different decades of of playing music and i'm just like yeah it sounds like fucking noise like <laughs> it doesn't sound good man this song got so much love on youtube it, it was just like do you guys even like music <laughs> it's so it's they so like bad. that it says jesus in there exactly sure. um and yeah i I'm speaking faster because our thing is about to end. Um, I, I've seen them in concert. I went. Uh, I saw them at a church one time. They huh. played. Uh, yeah, and there was a mosh pit, uh, and nice. I got put, I got knocked to the ground, and it sucked. <laughs> and I was like, "Why are we doing this?" I thought we were supposed to love each other. <laughs> love each other. Take this elbow, fool. Yeah, I was like, "Are we really doing this at a Christian concert?" Yeah, it's metal, but like, we're still a Christian concert. It seems like you guys just want to hit each other. Um, I used to do the I used to do mosh pits all the time back in the day, and then probably I was probably like twenty two, twenty three, and I went to like I think a Norma Jean show, and like was just gonna get in the mosh pit. Like I used to do this all the time, and I got shit whipped so hard, and I was like, yeah, I'm done, man. I can't do this anymore. I was I was probably like eight years older than anybody in the mosh pit. <laughs> Like, and they like still kick my ass. You're some older dude just like looking for revenge on the youth. <laughs> I'm, I'm six four, two hundred and twenty pounds, and just got manhandled by a bunch of fifteen year olds. Oh man! All right, well, we need to end this segment. <laughs> yes, please. All right, uh, we are going to take a quick break, and I believe CJ has something for me. I do. Uh, and we will meet you back here in just a few. Welcome back, neighbors. Luke, I have a game of sorts. Initially, I was going to do this kind of at the beginning and just read these to you, but I figure I can turn it into a game by just letting you fill in the blank. And here's what I have. Christian pickup lines. So I'm going to read you like part of a, you know, pickup line. Christian trying to pick up another Christian, trying to flirt with somebody. I'm sorry. I should have had a reaction when you said that, but I was just in shock and my brain was racing to come up with (laughs) Bible and Christian culture puns. I was already playing before you even started asking me anything. Some of these are... Some of these are punny some of these are a little bit a little bit easier uh but i think you can i think you can get these for sure all right so here's your first one i'll give you part of it and you just finish it for me here we go i was flipping through the book of numbers oh my god and then you finish it um it's something about 
I didn't see yours. Yeah, and I realized can, I didn't I have, have yours. Can I? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, so that's kind of how that's going to go. <laughs> oh, my God. This is... Ugh. I mean, I would have used it if I had known about it when I was in high school. All right. <laughs> I was a teenager. Here's your next one. Girl, you're breaking Old Testament law because... Oh, that's so broad. <laughs> There's so many laws in the Old Testament, CJ. So many. There's two in the New Testament. to be exact. <laughs> or 615, depending on what translation you read. But anyway. Okay, nerd. Girl, you're breaking Old Testament law because... Um, <laughs> this one is really bad. Because my brother died and you're not my wife yet. <laughs> That is an Old Testament law. I guess technically yeah. you can, you can use yeah, it. Yeah, I'm anything. right. I'm right again. Next one. <laughs> I'm not even going to read the punchline because you're no, so I want to know. <laughs> want to know. Uh, this one was, <laughs> girl, you're you're breaking Old Testament law because you're working it on the Sabbath. Oh my god, that's actually pretty good. That's not bad. It's really not, that's not bad at all. <laughs> and, oh. and I will say, I don't know how many of these were like Christians making them versus like non-Christians making fun of Christians by making these. I, yeah. I'm not sure. Or, yeah, Jew- Jewish people yeah. with the Sabbath line. <laughs> okay, next one. That's actually pretty good. I might use that today. Well, the next the next Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, it depends on your your uh, interpretation of what day the Sabbath is on. All right, next one. I like my girls like I like my Microsoft Word documents. What? This is a Bible thing. Yeah. <laughs> so think about it. Um... I like my girls like I like my Microsoft Word documents. Um, subscription required? <laughs> um, one week free trial? Uh, autocorrect? A, I don't know. A little don't cli- have, there's a, not even autocorrect on the A Microsoft. little clippy? A little clippy. <laughs> uh... I don't know, man. I think all my answers were better, though. I like little. I'm a little clippy, but uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, I like my girls like I like my Microsoft Word documents saved. Oh <laughs> my god! <gosh. laughs> I mean, we, we we set the bar high with I the have, Sabbath. Okay, I have so many thoughts in my head right now. Okay, me, me, me 20 years ago would have loved it. (laughs) And you today? I mean, I get it. Can I say that about the joke? I get it. (laughs) I get it. Next one. I could do this the rest of the night, by the way. (laughs) There are so many, by the way. (laughs) I mean, I think I picked like, like six or seven, but there are so many out there. Next one. 
Now I know why Solomon had 700 wives. Oh my God. Uh, cause he hadn't found you. Yeah. yeah. Like he that. never met you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's a here's a pun. Let me see. I, I want to see if you can get this because I think you can get it. I think you can suss this one out. My favorite book of the Bible to study with you. Hmm. It's wow. A, it's a play on words. It's not like a direct okay. thing. Um. I mean the the book of the Bible sounds like this, you know, term. My favorite book of the Bible to study with you? Habakkuk. <laughs> what 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 uh what cucking scenario is that though? Like how um did it come up with, with something for that? Well he's hitting on a married woman. <laughs> That's just, okay. My favorite book of the Bible to study with you? I don't have Leviticus. Leviticus. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so bad. And here's a couple that I find well, one of these is very topical uh from the uh, Christian song earlier. Here you go. Hey girl, you put the cute in what? How does this relate to the song from before? Well, to our discussion, at least. Oh. Hey, girl, you put the cute in. What? I feel like I'm going to kick myself. Um, Man, I am coming up empty. Hey, girl, you put the cute in persecuted. Oh, my <laughs> God. Are you kidding me? That... Had to be a non-Christian. What? <laughs> that 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 broke me. That wow. And this one, this one again. I'm not sure where these are coming I from. I don't know how I'm going to answer any anything else from here. This on is out. the last one. I just found this one. That one was inappropriate too. Yeah, know, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from a Christian context, especially, you know, fundamentalist Christian, how we grew up, uh, this one I just felt was like, I mean, this can't be Christians coming up with some of these memes. Anyway, here you go. Need to be blessed because... These are so open-ended, CJ. How am I supposed to guess this? Because uh, you're possessed because <laughs> you uh, have... Oh, now that was going to go real dark. I'm not going to finish that sentence. Um, you have a demon in your butt? You, and we can exercise it? <laughs> Need to be blessed? Because I'd love to. What do people do when uh, they're blessing someone else? I was going to say squirt holy water, but that's <laughs> probably not the answer. Uh, it's not quite that inappropriate. <laughs> So you said what when they get blessed, what do they need to do? What, what was the hint? Need to be blessed because I'd love to dunk you in some water in the baptistry <laughs> in front of everybody. Need to be blessed. I don't know. 
because I'd love to lay hands on you. Wow, it was right there. <laughs> it was right there. You were getting there. Uh, wow. <laughs> it's just like there's no way that those there were Christians that were writing those. Some of yeah, those. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that a better version of that would have been like, "Are you possessed? Because I'd love to lay hands on you." Or uh, do you have a prayer request? I didn't mean to make these rhyme because um, I'd love to lay hands on you. Uh, yeah. Are you okay. feeling stressed? Because <laughs> <I just> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at massages. Um, any, any, any more? I said I could go all night, but that persecuted one got me, man. <laughs> you I, know, I say I can go all night to my wife a lot, but, uh, <laughs> No, that's all I got for you, man. Oh, man. That, man, I had such high energy at the beginning of that, and now I'm just like, I'm spent. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a weird, that's a weird physical sensation. Think, oh. <laughs> Whew. Okay. neighbors um hopefully you just took a quick break too after that last segment <laughs> a cold shower to, to gather yourself uh but now uh it's more cj time so cj what what did, what song did you bring for us this week okay. secular song so as i kind of mentioned in the how's your walk things have been a little rocky for me uh lately and i've been revisiting I tiger huh what i have the tiger <laughs> oh man no not Eye of the Tiger, although uh, I might listen to that while I exercise. But anyway, I was kind of revisiting some old music, just feeling nostalgic. And uh, this is this was one of my favorite records of the last 15 years. I mean, the record just absolutely slaps. And I love this song. It's called Changed Man by Person L. All right. Um, I don't know the song or band or artist is it a solo or it's a band (laughs) um i mean it does say personnel oh personal or personnel personnel yeah i just got that so for search purposes is it person space the letter l yes okay and i would i would recommend listening to this song and this is not just for you luke for anyone uh who's going to play this song along with us Listen to this very loudly. Trust me. You'll thank me later. Okay. Well, we are going to listen to the song. <laughs> Changed Man. Change Man by <laughs> Person L. And really loudly, apparently. So we will meet you back here in just a few. And remember to adjust your volume after the song. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, neighbors. You just listened to Changed Man by Person L. Luke, what did you think? Uh, No joke, this is probably my favorite song you've ever brought to the podcast. <laughs> well, I knew and, you would like it. Yeah. Uh, I for sure knew Have you ever you sent this it. to me or suggested this band to me before? Um, It's possible. I uh, don't. Probably, probably not this song, um, but... How dare you, CJ? Based on based on our texts and stuff, 
over the last week, you can probably understand why oh, I chose yeah. this song. Oh, I mean, but, I related to the song a lot. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, don't, I totally get why why you would man. too. I mean, pro- and probably yeah. for different reasons, or maybe the same reason. But I mean, I know for me, it was a lot of things that was like, yeah. I mean, he talks about multiple demons, not just one. Yeah. So yeah. for for me, it was a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, and and we can we can definitely get into that. I'm I'm glad you liked it. I knew you would be into it, uh, primarily because of the bluesy aspect, right? Yeah, it's it's a lot slower of a blues riff. Uh, and when I say blues, like I mean this is like classic blues yeah. bar where it yeah it seemed super familiar. Like even like yeah. down to the breakdowns and the, and the buildups and like the when they would drop out and just kind of have soft music playing, like it was, something about it was super familiar. And I guess it's just the style or is there another song yeah. you could think of that? So, so a lot of, bu- a lot of this? blues music, a lot of blues music uses the same kind of three chord progression. Um, so they'll use like a one, four, five, but they'll, they'll do one, four, one, one, four, five, one five like they'll kind of bounce around between those three chords in this case the three chords are e a and b uh probably like a e minor doesn't really sound like an e major he's mainly just playing like the bass note the e uh bass note but and then like an a or an a seventh and then a b or really it's a b seventh for sure but you know the 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 one four five where it'll go one four and then it'll go back to one and it'll go one five or one four five and then back to one. So it's just like blues bars are just very, very standard. And, and I don't mean that to belittle it at all. Like it's, it stood the test of time yeah, it's a formula as, for as a, a genre because it's effective because the music is very important, but typically in blues music, especially like, african-american uh blues the the lyrics are very painful and it's about loss and it's about uh destitution and all of these things that are just very very difficult and so the music while powerful is just kind of there to carry the rhythm to tell a story so every time it goes to that fifth chord that b7 he's reiterating like i'm telling them to get out get out right and so that's what the music the blues music does is it's allowing you to tell a story while it's just kind of hanging on the E and it's just staying on that same note for several bars. And then it goes up to the four chord on the A, but then right back to the one chord and just hangs on E for again for a little while and then up to the five. So, you know, basically it's just, it's a, it's a way to progress a story to progress the, the artist's feelings and, I think it comes through in the music just as much as the lyrics here. Uh, obviously, a fucking insanely strong vocal performance yeah. uh, here. But the music is just so... Every little build that they do in every verse where it, then it, it you know you got the guitar and the bass and the drums and then the organ comes in on the second verse and then the piano is like... It's like someone just banging single notes on the piano it's fantastic yeah. the way that it's just driving home. I did not realize, and because I was reading the lyrics, and I did not realize until I saw that, or I could hear that the song was ending. And I went back to to Spotify and realized it was a six minute and nine second song. I was like, it was that long. 
yeah yeah <laughs> it, I did, it did not feel like it like i was I, I was there for it man it was really good yeah a little bit longer of a song and i i was actually gonna say like oh i got a longer one for you but i didn't i'm glad you didn't because i because i it, i would have noticed it then and now i, I didn't notice it at all it's just kind of hypnotic. Do you let me really ask you is. something? Do you recognize this singer's voice? Now, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the band that he was in. He was the I vocalist mean, for prior to. It sounds like voices I've heard before, not often. Uh, yeah. And maybe it's the the one that I recognize. I don't know. It's a great voice. It's the kind of voice that I love to to hear in music because, you know. It's not what you would consider traditionally a great vocalist, but it works so well. And that's my like my favorite music is whenever they don't have a great voice, but it works so well with the music. Yeah. So I but no, I don't know. I don't know who it is. So this uh the vocalist for Personnel, he's he actually you know, fronts personnel. He kind of formed the band from his previous band, which was the starting line. You ever heard of the starting line? No. You heard the song, um, tell me what you thought about when you were young and so alone. The worst is over. You can have the best of me. No. Um, well, it's like a pop punk, kind of like in the same I mean, it sounded time like period. It, doing it. Like, <laughs> time, <laughs> I was <laughs> purposely trying to, I should have made my voice whinier, like fucking Blink-182. But it was kind of in that, in that early 2000s good charlotte kind of pop punk stuff the starting line was really good but they were very much of the times person l was formed in 2006 he i don't know if he had left the starting line at that point or not but they they had just kind of uh uh ran their ran their course and uh he started personnel with some of the same personnel <laughs> uh from the starting line <laughs> i didn't I wonder even, I mean, I plan that. I wonder didn't if he plan. didn't plan that, and that's how they ended up with the name. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Hey, it's kind of the same personnel." Ooh, personnel. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so they they formed in 2006, started uh, putting out some some demos and and playing shows, and yeah, they. Th- Wikipedia talks about them like they're still together, but they haven't released anything since this album in 2009 which is just a travesty because I said it before we listened to the song. This whole album is really, really good. The structure, I love an album that's structured with a purpose, not a concept album necessarily, and it's not a concept album. He does talk about being changed, being a changed person, uh, or or a change needs to come about kind of thing in, in a few of the songs, but it's not a concept album insofar as talking about change. Uh, all albums kind of have themes if you look hard enough or if you listen to them enough, like I've listened to this album enough, but it's just the way that it's structured. It, it eases you into what you're going to experience. Like for example, this song is like the, the second to last third to last track on the album. So like, they're not, they're not, they don't slow down at all. Like once the album really ramps up after like the second track, it just doesn't let go and it's it's a really really good album it's it's evergreen to me meaning like it's not it, it holds up i mean over the last 14 15 years this album has really just not lost any of its shine for me i i, I can't 
explain how much I love this record. And then just to go back and listen to it after the couple of weeks that I've had was, was really special, you know, to, yeah. to hear not just this song, but there's a song on the album where he says, I was going through a change or maybe a change was going through me. And then the next verse he says, I was going through some pain or some pain was going through me. And he kind of like flips, flips it around, makes it like a, you know, uh, a mirror image of itself and just those kinds of things. Like it's not profound to say that and it, but it does make you think like, what does it mean for a change to go through you versus you to go through a change, you know? Yeah. And see, like, that's the kind of wordplay and like double speak that the first song that we talked about failed to do because right. some pain going through me that gives you something like that gives you like an image of like, Oh, there's this ethereal thing that needs a vessel to, uh, to manifest itself for a time. And then it moves on, you know, like yeah. there, there's something there that you can feel and relate to. Whereas before, it's just like, you fucking dumb college kid. You're 40 years old at this point, but you sound, you sound like a dumb college kid. You're probably older than 40. Yeah, I was being generous. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, that's the kind of like that the, the not fake deep kind of lyric writing. Like, that's good shit, man. That's really good. And, and that song was actually, it was between this song that we did changed man or that song, which is called untitled, which we can listen to after recording if you want. But yeah, like this, the background of this album is so cool. They recorded it pretty quickly as, as far as albums go and a uh, little shout out, you know, the band Copeland. Mm-hmm. I hope you remember who Copeland is. I think uh, so. we have a history uh, from, <laughs> <laughs> So the front man for Copeland, Aaron Marsh, who we had the the distinct pleasure of meeting after their show in Lakeland, and it was just such a great experience. I'll never forget that. But and a super nice guy. Aaron Marsh actually produced and engineered this record at his studio. Oh. Uh, now, I don't know if it was at his studio in Lakeland because he, he does have uh, a studio there. Oh, does he, does he still live here or... As far as I know, I'd have to look and see if he's still based uh, over there. But I, as far as I know, I mean, he's all, I know he's always called it home, you know. Um, but anyway, Copeland, if you don't know who Copeland is, go listen to them. But, but besides the point, like, Copeland is one of those bands where I don't know if I'm ever going to do one of their songs on the podcast. It, it, and I don't. I don't have a reason for that. Like Sufjan, I think is really special to me in a way that Copeland is. And I don't want to get off on a tangent on what songs I will or won't touch, but (laughs) yeah, Copeland is just, I just don't know. I don't know what song I would do. Maybe, you know, something in life where a certain, you know, context in the moment will, will make me be like, okay, I need to do this this week because of X, Y, Z. But anyway, so yeah, Aaron, Aaron Marsh from Copeland produced and engineered, this record, which is called the positives was the name of the record. And yeah, I mean, I really don't have a ton to say about the lyrics, except for a couple of different things. I really like the, I really enjoy the flow of the lyrics, the story that it's telling in so far as 
in that first verse, you know, I, I woke up this morning, could not roll out of bed, didn't feel a yeah, fever I, with my hand placed upon my it head. It grabs you right away. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, it must have been a demon. It must have been a demon hanging around. And then in the second verse, he's like, I've, I've got a bit older and I've got to grow into a man, right? He's, he's starting to take responsibilities. He's no it's, longer... Instead of blaming the demon? He's no longer blaming it on a demon or blaming it on any other situation, right? It's Now it's it's his shit. It belongs to him. He has to be able to deal with it in whatever way that is. And he says, must there must be a reason. I, I got to learn a lesson while I still can, and there must be a reason that I haven't found. Uh, no more looking back, eyes front, the answers are coming out. And that's just like, that's like when you squeeze, when you when you start to squeeze those things out of yourself that it could be unresolved things, like I think, you know, we're, we see here, but it can also be things that, you know, you think you've already dealt with. You think that you've worked through these things. You know, when I'm in therapy, there's often times where, you know, my therapist is just a genius at catching just little things that I say. Yeah. Or the then, way that you say them. Yeah. And then she'll or be the like, tell me about that. Yeah. Tell me about that. And I'll kind of chuckle. And then when I start talking about it, I realize like, holy shit, I haven't really fully dealt with this, you know? And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 the, it's the, the, the problem that you think you're going in for is not what they latch onto. It's, it's what, it's the things that, that it's between the lines. It's the things that you're not saying that they can latch onto and really draw stuff out that you didn't expect or want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's not like they're even accusatory in no. their questioning. It's just like, tell me about that. And I'm like, well, uh, uh, and I'm like, God damn it. I thought I dealt with this like 10 years ago, you know? Yeah. Um, well, that kind of, Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say uh, that, that kind of, that talk kind of, um, relates to what I wanted to bring up is the line, my floorboards are creaking. Uh, feelings are hitting me wrong. Um, I could feel another one creeping, another fever coming on. When you're, we've all experienced, I mean, I would assume uh, we've all experienced walking on a, on a wood floor and the floorboards creaking. It's like something's not right, but you typically just ignore it. Yeah. You know, yeah. because it's not that big of a deal. Um, right. And and to to if you dig too far into this the metaphor, maybe it falls apart because a, a, a creaky floorboard is not detrimental to the house. But I just thought, oh, it's it's something it's something that is wrong. It's not it's not a perfect the way that it is. Uh, but we just ignore it because it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and and to piggyback off of that, at the end of that that what third verse into the into the little hook there that must must have been a demon must have been a dozen that's inside good. my house so all oh, of a sudden all of a sudden it's not just a demon it's a dozen right i've been cleaning them out i'll send them back the way they came like that's it's the realization that like you're, it's not a one and done situation, right? You you don't just have okay. Listen, if you have one problem and that's it, I mean, congratulations, like you are very fortunate. Um, but that's just not the yeah. reality of our lives. We have 
we have a ton of of don't tell jay-z <laughs> well he has a 99 yeah um which so i guess I the, think the... <laughs> is more realistic <laughs> the demon is a bitch yeah, is that what you're yeah. Gonna say? <laughs> if you've got one problem it's the bitch that jay-z doesn't have uh <laughs> that's that's the rebuttal song that someone needs to write <laughs> we, should, we need to write that song Oh man, that's so good. But yeah, it, it the the story progression in this song is just it I I never really gave it all that much credit until, you know, I revisited this album over the last week or two and realized just how great, you know, the the progression from a musical standpoint is fantastic and it's it's powerful and you feel that and you feel the vocal performance but when you look at the lyrics and you see the progression of the story and the character's realization that, well, I got rid of, I got rid of, you know, these de- this one demon and the answers are coming. Well, now I've got a dozen more to deal with. And, you know, it's, it's not, a, like I said, it's not a one and done issue. It's not a one and done I've washed my hands of it. I've dealt with this one thing because oftentimes that one thing was brought on by four other things, which were, you know, sprouted from six other things. You know, there, there's always going to be some deeper rooted problem that you have to work through. Yeah. And um, so something that I really like and it, it technically I would consider it wordplay, but it's not wordplay in the way most people use wordplay. It must have been a demon. It must have been a dozen. It rhymes, and it, they only switch out one letter, and then they flip two of the letters. Yeah, very intentional like, and, and brilliant. I mean, yeah, so I mean, that's simple. Inc- like, that's incredible. <laughs> and, I don't and know I'll, if I'm I'll... overblowing it, but that, to me, is really fucking cool. Must have and been I'll... a demon, must have been a dozen. <laughs> and it's got four of the five same letters and they flip. Oh my god! I don't know why that impressed me so much, but that's and honestly, so I will tell you from me. a at, from a songwriter's perspective, I said it was very much intentional. It may have been completely unintentional, and I and it could have been a situation where he was looking back later on at his lyrics. He was listening to a demo or something of it and going, "Holy shit, that's really good!" You know, like <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to do because I do that sometimes where I'm like whoa, I had a really crazy internal rhyme or I had like this cool alliter- alliteration or, or consonants going on there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, really good songwriting, whether he meant to do it or not. I, I would imagine he did, but even if he didn't, it's still brilliant. Like I would get that as a tattoo. Must have been a demon, must have been a dozen. Like that's that's a good fucking line. I know that the line goes on to say inside my house, but... That's a good well, line, but, man. Well, but that's not the focal point. It's like that's the trail-off point, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, then he says, been, clear, been cleaning them out. Changed man. I'll send them back the way they came. And at this point, you think the song is over. And it goes into this just really glitchy solo. Uh, hopefully, you listen to this song with really good, not even good headphones, but just good, like, stereo sound. Because the the ping ponging of the solo from left to right is just magical, and it just gives me the chills 
uh, to listen to it. And you can probably understand why I told you to crank it. Yeah, uh, I, d- I was not, listening for that. that. I, I I couldn't quite. I didn't pick up on the on the left and right back and forth. I thought you were trying to get me to listen to the like the voices in the background, and I couldn't pick up what they were saying. Oh yeah, they were just like like saying yup or whatever they were doing. Are they supposed uh, to be the demons? I think I think at one point I, you can hear someone go oh shit or something like that but i might just be hearing things but when he says uh, i'll you know changed man i'll send them back the way they came solo and the solo is just so groovy and it kind of lulls you in a little bit and then do you think he meant he, that he was doing it by himself too like solo? It, it's almost as, it's almost as if it's the swan song for the demons right that he's he's like playing the demons out you know and they're going stage left they're leaving and then it comes back in acapella like no music just voice and he says there's no room here for this darkness to crowd this space there's been a burden that needs resolution to take its place and that is like amazing i've got a feeling feels like my demons are heading out so it's like he's playing them out but it but then he gets to tell you about it and he gets to watch them go and say there's no burden anymore there's resolution here uh which i don't need resolution in every song i think that it, it can be trite and contrived but it's so good here it's so good um uh, and i don't even know if it's really resolution it, it's more um being being resolved to work on this because even you know the end you know get out go back to hell for heaven's sake so we don't have confirmation that the demons are are all gone and and but I don't he's think actively trying really to gone. to to do that yeah. instead of yeah. accepting that this is something that he has to deal with uh exactly. i do want to go back and talk about something that you just mentioned there's no room here for darkness in this uh darkness to crowd this space when you think about it, it doesn't make sense, but it does. Like darkness doesn't take up space. You know what I mean? Uh, and that line stood out to me when we listened to it. And like I said, logically that doesn't make sense, but like it makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't really know yeah, what else to say. From a literal <laughs> standpoint, you know, it, it's it doesn't it doesn't really make sense. But from literally, a from a literary know. standpoint, it absolutely right. does. It's very poetic. Um, yeah. man, that's good. No room in this space. Yeah, like man, th- in that one line, no room for darkness to crowd this space. Ah, that's good stuff, man. Yeah, three different words for a a place right yeah three, three and, different words and one room, that crowd, doesn't take up space. any space but right. it, but it's the focal point of the line damn that's good um, yeah i mean just like i said man please please like take 40 minutes of your day and listen to this whole record it will oh, i will i mean for for lack of a better word and and i mean this sincerely it will bless you like it it will build you up in a way like that I Christian music can't do for me anymore, you know? Yeah. And I still listen to because Christian music. Because it's honest. About that. Like we talked about before, right. it's honest. The song we listened to it's before real. was fluff. It was just, it was masturbatory. You know, yeah. this is it's, real. It's the idealist versus, versus the realist, right? Yeah. It's, it's 
what you want everybody to think happens in, but it's not really true or it's not the whole truth, which uh, by definition is, is untruth or it's, you know, this raw thing where we're all dealing with demons and, you know, as a Christian, I guess you can interpret that <laughs> however you want. Yeah. But, and it's just a fascinating, um, it's fascinating to me how I can experience just so, so, something so deeply spiritual, on a deeply spiritual level that I don't think that's what they were going for. I don't think they were trying to to do something on a, on a deep spiritual level with this record. But like I said, man, it just, the first couple of songs just kind of, you know, ease you into it. And then the album just doesn't stop. And it is awesome. It's such a good record. Yeah. I, I mean, I think like in the same sense that, you know, the whole, the word spirit meaning breath or, or what is it? Uh, breath. no, the same the the word for breath and spirit is the same word in a mm-hmm. lot of languages yeah yeah you know and we use the word spirit for alcohol because it affects you in a certain way and it, it almost like it's something that inhabits you for a while and makes you a different person or something like that and then it goes away in the same way that the line that you mentioned earlier in the other song or the demons in this song I have a feeling that the demons are alcohol because it sounds like he's talking about a hangover at the beginning of the song. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. But something that you said made me want to bring that up. Um, oh, just like the personification of of different energies, whether that's yeah. something that we consume or the energy that we have that that we get from ex- interacting with another person. It kind, of, you know, I can see why ancient cultures personified those into different gods and spirits and things like that, because it really does seem like something consumes you in a, in a, in a moment or in a, you know, in a period of time that it's like, that's not me. Why am like, why am I such all of a sudden such a different person after talking to that person? Like, you know, Oh, I'm, I'm normally a fun, fun, loving, happy guy. Not me personally. I'm a, I'm a grouch. Uh, <laughs> but you know, let's say I'm normally a, a fun-loving, happy guy, but I just talked to this this d bag over over here. That's uh, you know, his, his daddy owns the company, and he he you know throws his dick around like he, he like he owns the place. And now I'm like pissed off and being rude to my friend. You know what I mean? Like, there's energies yeah. that can exchange, and you know, neuro neuroscientists can explain that away probably, but you know, ancient cultures would personify that and say like, no, like that's a thing that has transferred from that person to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so interesting that to think about how we, we explain things in our world versus like ancient people. That's not where I was intending to go with, with, with that when I started talking, but it, it, it's really fascinating to me. What I did want to talk about briefly before we end the segment is the, 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 again, the line, there's no room here for this darkness to crowd this space. Now the room or, or the word room is kind of synonymous with space. You know, it can be used synonymously with the word space. So it makes me think that he doesn't mean that there's no space here for this darkness to crowd this space. It makes me think like there's no compartment 
within me. You know, there's no section for this darkness. Like, you know, sometimes you can compartmentalize things and put them in separate rooms, quote, in your psyche or in your body, however you want to visualize it. So, like, I don't know. I, I wanted to, I guess, ask you that question. How did you take that line? Yeah, I don't really know. I, it is, it like you said, it's one of those that's... Because to me, it would be bad songwriting to just to mean the same thing in both words and just use two different words to mean the same thing. So that's like kind of why I'm leaning towards like he's visualizing like, oh, I can put all of these different aspects of myself in different places in my brain. But there's not even even one compartment that I could put this this darkness in anymore. Right, right. There's no room at the end. You know, like, how do you how do you interpret that? Is it there's no there's no room like actual four wall with a door, with a window and a door, yeah. you know, or there's no room like we're, we're, we're jam packed. Like we can't fit anybody in, which I mean, those things can be synonymous, but in this case, like there's no room here for this darkness uh, to crowd this space. I mean, I, I take it, I take it more from the perspective of like, Hey, I'm already full. Like, you can't you can't come in this space like oh. in a general sense uh like we're we're all we're ass to ankles here you know uh darkness is not is not invited man i could really go even dark, deeper with the the religious thing talking about there's no room at the end there's no room here for this darkness and jesus is the light but that's a whole other rabbit hole that <laughs> <laughs> we can write an essay about later that we won't do yeah um this is was a this was a great song man i'm really glad you shared it i'm going to listen to this at work tomorrow the whole album uh, i've got awesome. i've got like an hour and a half before anyone else shows up so i will listen to this as nice. i open uh, that's great man i i probably could talk a lot more about the song but it would be ramblings uh, of a madman so uh <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to to say about the song before we finish out no, y'all go check out Person L and mourn the fact that they haven't put anything else out since this record in ever, 2009. Did they ever mention what the L meant or was it just a play on words again? Yeah, I'm assuming it's just a play on words. Uh, I don't think I saw anything uh, looking kind of into their background uh, about it, but yeah. Anyway, it does. Uh, yeah, I, it doesn't really matter. It's a cool name and man it's a great song <laughs> like i said it's the, it's probably my favorite of all the ones that you've brought to us so far well before we go we just want to plug our socials all of our links to the social media are in the show notes you can check that out as well as obviously always we put the links for our songs there also our email address if you want to send us an email you can do that and our spotify playlist where we put every song that we do on the podcast in one convenient playlist so you can weird people out <laughs> yeah, if, by if a very really, strange you really want to screw playlist. up your algorithm yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is the weird okay we we i can't emphasize it that's the weirdest playlist i can't imagine a more weird playlist out there on spotify oh <laughs> uh, anyway all right well until next week Thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you all then. Always remember to love your neighbor as yourself, and don't make room for the darkness. <laughs>